Welcome to the Broken to Unbroken podcast with Dr. Nick Askey, where we dive deep into how to eliminate pain and continue to train. All right, this is true Askey Offenberger fashion. We are headed to the airport in about 40 minutes, so we're grabbing Tanya Offenberger uh, for our last minute podcast here in Bali. Uh, so Tanya has been on a journey all over the world uh, with Steve, but also went through and kind of dipped her feet into the prerequisites of PA school uh, and then kind of got, got into her master's program in functional medicine. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but Tanya was also in our wedding. She's a very close friend. Uh, she has also helped improve the quality of life and the body count of my best friend. So that's pretty cool because uh, she's got a pretty ripped husband now. Uh, and he's a lot happier and a lot healthier now uh, than when I was slinging him margaritas in Texas. Uh, speaking of, we are definitely uh, toasting <laughs> some red wines on our last night here in Bali. Uh, so forgive any... Uh, faux pas and slurred speech. Uh, so we're going to jump right into it. So Tanya, uh, I want you to talk a little bit about your journey in school, what you started off in, what you kind of jumped into. Uh, Steve spilled the beans on your your master's acceptance in Pi when you read it on the porch. I just want you to go through what, what kind of that evolution and what happened. You know, it's funny, like even hearing his podcast and hearing him say that, because that seems so long ago that it's almost hard to even remember the transition to get there. Yet I was stuck or I thought that what I could do to eventually be um, in like in functional medicine and in uh, functional nutrition that I needed to go to PA school. And so that was my original route until I started shadowing the PAs actually in Steve's office and realized that I did not want to be right up in um, the real and raw reality of pus and blood and guts and um, transition or, you know, fast forward um, several months when I did get accepted and to now it, it still doesn't even seem real basically. But, um, that, and what is your, what's the most rewarding thing about being able to go to school remotely, work remotely, being able to like, all right, we're in this villa with an infinity pool. How do we, we're looking at this drinking Balinese coffee, taking courses, yeah, that's obviously awesome, but there are any challenges? Are there any things that you would change about the process? Sometimes the internet is a little sketchy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like right now I have several, I'm trying to have more of a FaceTime relationship with some of my clients, especially in Singapore. Um, and it is hard sometimes purely on a connection basis. So I'm having a FaceTime and pause. We both see reconnecting yeah. and then it hangs up. So we try all over again. Okay. And we connect. 
Yeah. And then we disconnect. So this could happen within an hour, you know, three to four times. But is it that bad? No. Like in the scope, in the big scope of things, I'm looking out at my pool and birds are chirping and the wind is blowing through my hair and I'm drinking a coffee. And really the individual that I'm talking to has the time too, for the most part, like they're looking for help. It's not that big of a deal if it takes an extra five to 10 minutes because of um, connection. Yeah. And you got Tubbs the dog out there exactly. in, the, in the alley yeah. waiting for ribs from Steve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what classes are you in right now? Just to kind of give people a perspective of what you're learning right now, what's on the kind of the cutting edge of functional medicine. So just as we are speaking, this past um, term started this week and I'm in a um, autoimmune causes and strategies class, a uh, cardiovascular class and uh, a We'll pause on that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the, the functional medicine, uh, program that you're in, what is that based out of the States? Is that based, based out, out of, of Portland? Okay. So it is, um, it's been around for a while. It is based out of Portland university of, uh, the Western States. And it's the majority of the individuals that I'm going to school with are already um, practitioners. I would say 80% are practitioners. They're either naturopaths, dietitians, RDs, um, chiropractors. They've been in the um, a, a similar area for a while and are now looking to um, get out of the normal or typical scope of medicine and dive into um, more of the functional route. So that's pretty much who my classmates are. Um, and I know a lot of my classmates at Palmer, uh, not a lot of them, but uh, a good amount, like Angela Luchterhan, she's when uh, she was one of my classmates and she's went into more of a functional medicine realm. Uh, and she was asked to lecture alongside, uh, was it Myers out of uh, Austin? Myers, yeah. Uh, who's kind of the, the thyroid functional medicine person out of Austin. Uh, but if you have a wait list 20 months long, like no one's going to go to you because if they have a thyroid problem, they're still going to have one 20 months along and it's still going to be worse. Uh, so the demand is obviously there for people that are in the functional medicine realm. I know I sent my own wife to a functional medicine doctor over a general practitioner like MD and MDs aren't bad, but they can fix black and white stuff. Um, but my wife had some SIBO issues, some gut issues. Those are gray things. Like if you're taught black and white and someone comes in with gray, you're going to struggle. Uh, and they were struggling to fix her stuff because they were just treating the symptoms versus digging down with some of these outside the box lab tests to get to the bottom of it. Uh, so using my wife as kind of a guinea pig, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge of traditional Western medicine with a lot of the problems that people have today and how can functional medicine be a solution to that? And this is kind of an off the script question that I'm throwing at Tanya. 
Uh, but I think it's a very appropriate one because my wife and I struggle with that. I'm in healthcare uh, and I have more access to like specialists and practitioners than your average person off the street. And it still frustrated me because I knew she had an outside the box problem that needed a functional medicine doctor. And there's not a good searchable network out there for you to look for some. No, and, it, and it's so complicated and so simple all always in one little picture or black and white like aspect. I think like, especially SIBO, it, it is even in functional medicine, something that gets overly diagnosed. The tests that go into it are so specific and not even known amongst a lot of people so that people get lost within a circle of issues. So you might get diagnosed with having SIBO, but really it's Crohn's or really it's IBS or really it's this, but that's just a, a label or a something that you stick on something. Really the, the underlying issue is always inflammation yeah <laughs> mostly it's like fibromyalgia yes in the msk so it's, forum it's like you just do a lot of crap wrong you don't sleep well you don't drink enough water you don't eat well you don't exercise so it's, it's just like always inflammation so where's the inflammation coming from so that's where you can start to break down shit is like oh, okay is it coming from this well the, the the most the biggest patterns are the biggest things always in the room you've got to take those out first Right. And then narrow it down. And then, then with the test, yes, that helps for the most part. But uh, with the test, are you talking about the, the, the breath test? Those for, suck. Yes. Those suck. Those, those aren't very specific. No, they're very, the. Was it methane and hydrogen? The la yes. Yes. And the lactulose breath test, mannitol uh, breath test is one of the um, better ones, but it still doesn't actually narrow down. Crohn's could cause that, or a diverticulitis could cause that, or a, a, a ileocecal valve. It could. Like a bunch of stuff can cause it. It's very vague symptoms like fibromyalgia. Yes, it is. Um, it's like celiac disease. So to be able to actually diagnose someone, right? Let's say you went and had the gene testing. Um, which is very specific, obviously. And so you do show to have the gene for celiac. Well, then you go and have this um, uh, second antibodies testing. And then they see um, to to even be able to get that testing, you're going to have to now eat bread for like four to six weeks. Yeah. So we're actually going to put you through a lot of pain just to give you a diagnosis. Yeah. So do people actually go and do it? No. Hell no. Like doesn't make any sense the 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 way to diagnose and figure out and actually like give a concrete like what is this breath test like that's the thing is like some of these breath tests like especially with SIBO the reason they get over diag it diagnosed is like oh this one breath test it should be with between 0.2 and 0.5 blah 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 and they don't have it, established lab values because no, it's so new it, yes and and you can get within that range but what is it it doesn't mean 
a lot of it's like the fibromyalgia if we push four pounds of pressure on this spot where everybody in the world hurts that sits at a desk you have fibromyalgia if 11 out of 18 hurt it it seems pretty arbitrary uh and i think that SIBO is going to be the new like dumpster diagnosis like ms and like it just like hey if you don't have any of this other stuff that we can easily find you have SIBO and we're going to give that to you but i think that every profession is going to run into that just like traditional chiropractic it's like oh subluxation and that's causing your your gastric ulcers and it's like oh it could be the nine cups of coffee and nine martinis you have every night right uh that may be causing the ulcer more than a, a thoracic subluxation uh and i may get dumped on a bunch of downloads on this but i doubt it but i uh, I think that we need to look at a more well-rounded approach of this. Uh, and if we look at this kind of going off of the whole SIBO thing, uh, and everybody is a doctor on the internet, everybody is an expert on the internet. Uh, and this may be a little hypocritical. You may think I'm full of shit uh, and I'm on the internet, but uh, what do you think the biggest nutrition or functional medicine myths are that are being spread by bro science or pseudo experts on the internet what do you think are the the kind of the hot topics that either you or your professors in your classes are like oh yeah that again so in a different um aspect is i'm getting questioned from not people within my school or within colleagues it is let's say the people that I'm helping at a gym in Singapore, they want to know, Hey, are superfoods real? Um, is I, I, there are several people here in Bali that I realize are here abroad trying to make a living. So they go through persistent nutrition or they go through some of these coaching. Um, yeah. They're trying to become an online coach to support their living. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're, uh, the path or what they're learning is very different. And I've gotten this several times of, Hey, this gluten intolerance thing is bullshit. No, like actually it is, it is not, it is anything, but like the, the intolerance and the sensitivity from gluten is actually real. Like yeah. it is like, no matter, I'm not sure. It is not a fad. It is actually not a fad. This is not like marketing trying to, I mean, I'm sure yeah, it, it, that is, that exists. I can't deny that. But the actual, like what is going on in people's bodies and not being able to break this down, what this is triggering inflammation through everyone, that is real. Yeah, but you have the marketing, but you also have the counter marketing of the beer industry, the bread industry, the yeah, cookies. Yes, absolutely. Like, yes. And that's been going that on since the 80s. You have that pushing back yes. going, yeah, this is bullshit. Uh, in... Like I did the whole Cyrex Labs panel. Uh, I know gluten is not my friend. Uh, I know the the cross reactivity of gluten and yeast and gluten and dairy right. and all that other say. business is bad. And bread does not bother me, but beer bothers me a lot. But I think it's because it's so available. It's like a gluten shake. Well, it, and you don't see what what the response that you might have. You think it doesn't bother you but it might be bothering you. So there's these different responses. So let's say a TH2 response, IgE like mediated response. So maybe you don't have a runny nose immediately after eating it, right? Yeah. So you don't think that there's a problem, but 
down the line, it's creating a problem. Yes. Yeah, so that could African be T cell media. Yes. T cell media. And I, yeah, it is. We'll adopt some people. <laughs> just put some flies in there and I'll walk around the streets so and we'll you collect know, donations. You don't, you don't, people don't realize that it is a problem because it's nothing, it's not happening right then and there. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, this is fine. It's just like weight loss. But then, like they don't realize because the Sunday doesn't make their ass fat right away. <laughs> They're like, oh, I, I could eat it's a bunch fine. of these. Yeah. And I think that's human nature. If the consequence is far removed in time or circumstance from the actual action that created it, we're less likely to connect those two things. But I think that's where you come in and as a functional medicine practitioner as a coach doing holding people accountable online going hey how have you been what does a typical consult look like with you when you're you're consulting with maybe someone from singapore online honestly a lot of trying to initially just get the the backstory like you're trying to one what what do they want like what are they coming to me for um Let's say a lot of the women that um, I was teaching Pilates to in the States or I've got referrals to, let's say it's for weight loss. So someone's coming to me, hey, I, I, I want to lose five kilos, okay? Well, so then we That's get into 10 your... plus pounds for people in the yes. U.S. I'll do the math okay. for you. So 2.2 times five. So it's just weight loss, right? That's all you want. Okay, well, let's get into... I'm just going to run through some questions for you and figure out what else is not what you're coming to me for. But then I figure out, oh, oh, you have insomnia. Oh, you have sinus issues. Oh, you have this. Oh, you have that. Oh, you have that. Oh, you know what? I'm constipated three days out of the week. Oh, I can't. I'm not functioning really that well, but I'm just coming to you for weight loss. So I think for me, it's fun because I'm like, oh, okay. This might not be your major problem. Yeah. But these things I know can possibly be mediated and helped very simply. Um, so yes, a, uh, I basically run through what people have been going um, through for the last year, five years, 10 years, stress, trauma, um, getting to know people, really. Do you typically use the blood work results that they have from their current practitioner or how do you interpret their test results? Is that a tricky thing right now? Yeah, that okay. is a tricky thing right now because it is not under the scope really of being a nutritionist. If I was a dietitian, yes. So the majority of the people I have relationships with um, know me and they will send me their blood work okay. just for fun or yeah. just, you know, just because. So... Before I forget, so what is the best way, let's say someone's listening in the States and they want to use your services or consult you, what is the best way to contact you? WhatsApp, um, text me, email me. Okay. And we'll put all that info in the show notes. I'll have you send it to me and we'll have that in the show notes. But what is your ultimate goal when you finish school? Is it December you're finishing yeah. school? Yes. Steve was telling me. Yeah. December. So what? I know that things are up in the air because you're off in burgers and you're traveling the world and you're doing your thing. Uh, but what is your ultimate goal when you 
kind of have that piece of paper and you're done and you're, you're, you have your degree and you're ready to go. I'm an Offenberger. We shall see. Okay. <laughs> and I kind of figured that answer would be there. Uh, but if anyone is dealing with things where they feel like they're falling through the cracks uh, and you're not sure who you should get a hold of and you think it's a nutrition related issue, uh, if you feel more comfortable contacting me first, I can let you know, hey, this is a Tanya issue or this is something that you should probably get addressed more uh, urgently in the States. I'm more than happy to kind of triage that. Uh, but I, I really do trust anyone in Tanya's hands because she has really transformed uh, Steve's quality of life. And I mean, she was ripped when she left. She's just super freaking Wonder Woman ripped now. Uh, and she's helped a lot of people in different circumstances. Uh, so I really do trust anyone with her expertise. And I do want to send people her way because it's going to be educational. It's also going to be entertaining. Uh, get to at least FaceTime your way into this paradise. So thank you, Tanya. I thank you, Steve, that. for your uh, your hospitality the last three weeks. Our ride to the airport shows up in 20 minutes, <laughs> so we finished just in time. Uh, so any other words of wisdom before we end? Just eat some dark leafy greens and drink, yeah. drink more water. Kale you shake know. the yes, shit out of just... life. <laughs> And put some cacao nibs in. Flax. Flaxseed. Eat more flax. All right. Okay. This is episode five in the books. Thanks for listening, guys.